We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And away we go. Episode 528 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Wednesday, March 15th. 2023, it is the Ides of March. Beware the Ides of March, the date of the assassination of Julius Caesar by senators hoping to preserve the Roman Republic. This also is the day of the start of the NFL's new league year. Hey, Happy New Year to those who celebrate and happy trails to quarterback Taylor Heineke, who no longer is a commander's quarterback. He reportedly has agreed on an unrestricted free agent contract with the Atlanta Falcons. Taylor is headed to the ATL. Tay-Tay is headed to the Dirty Dirty. No more. Taylor Heineke. Let's get it there, Heineke. Heineke. Yeah, I'm not sure how much more we can play that drop of our friend, Edge Defender Chase Young, singing the name Heineke. Uh, He is gone, and he's not the only person to whom the commander said bye-bye on Tuesday. We say hello. Hello and welcome to this Wednesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. The commanders on Tuesday lost Taylor Heineke in free agency. They released running back J.D. McKissick, and they reportedly parted ways with offensive line coach John Matsko. We have a lot to unpack from our commanders on Tuesday, and unpack we shall over the course of the show. Next segment, I will discuss the departure of Taylor Heineke, including the truth about this contract that he's getting from the Falcons, uh, the two things that almost remember about Taylor as a Washington quarterback, and what now for the commanders at quarterback? You know, reportedly, <laughs> the team contacted now retired former Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Chad Henney about coming out of retirement, but he said no. Yeah, the commanders tried to go from Heineke to Henney, uh, but that apparently is not happening. Uh, Unrestricted free agent quarterback Andy Dalton reportedly is signing with the Carolina Panthers. Who are the commanders going to get to compete with Sam Howell for their QB1 spot? And after the quarterback talk, I will discuss the releasing of J.D. McKissick and this bizarrely timed parting with John Matsko. Look, I get the commander's new assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy wanting to put his stamp on things. I get that the commander's offensive line had a woeful 2022 season, 
But it's not often that an NFL team parts with an assistant coach as NFL free agency is getting going. Heck, John Matsko was just at the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis scouting players for the commanders. And now he's gone. What happened here? Also on the show, a loss for the Capitals on Tuesday night, but a win for the Wizards on Tuesday night. Although, as a Wizards fan, I want the Wizards losing right now, but uh, the Caps lost. Uh, They lost at the New York Rangers 5-3 as the Caps were without winger Alex Ovechkin due to a lower body injury, although they did get some nice work from younger players off the sell-off prior to the NHL trade deadline on March 3rd. Uh, The Wizards, uh, they smashed the worst team in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons, 117-97 at Capital One Arena as Bradley Beal, yes, Mr. Supermax, Bradley Beal, had an outstanding game. Hey, before we get to some feedback, some concerning news for the Nationals on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Their top pitching prospect, Cade Cavalli, left his start in an exhibition game due to feeling, quote, something behind his throwing elbow, end quote, on his final pitch. Uh, That's how Nats manager Davey Martinez phrased what happened. Uh, Cavalli was to undergo an MRI exam. Uh, Obviously, the concern is a serious injury, perhaps a UCL tear that requires Tommy John surgery. Uh, We'll see. Okay, nothing is for sure here, but Geez, the Nats just cannot catch a break. Unreal. You could tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Lots of reaction to the free agent defection of Taylor Heineke. Tweet from Perry Jackman. I'll never forget that pylon run. Uh, thank you for the tweet, Perry. Nobody will ever forget the great pylon touchdown run and the loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field in the wild card round of the playoffs, January 2021. The spectacular third quarter, third and five, eight-yard shotgun scramble touchdown run on which, remember, Taylor got injured. He suffered an AC joint separation in his left shoulder, stayed in the game. Tweet from Ace Miser on Taylor. Top quarterback, in Commander's history. <laughs> uh, thank you for the tweet, AC. Yeah, I guess that technically is correct, that uh, Taylor Heineke is the best quarterback in Commander's history. Uh, tweet from M. Todd H. The next, Chase Daniel. Much respect. Thank you for the tweet, M. Todd H. Uh, I'm not sure if M. Todd H. meant that as a compliment of Taylor, but I actually would consider that a compliment of Taylor. Chase Daniel, former Redskins quarterback, Chase Daniel, uh, he has had a glorious NFL career in which he has made millions of dollars as a backup quarterback. He rarely has actually played in games. I mean, who has had a better life than Chase Daniel? Tweet from CD Chad, watching Heineke (laughs) is like watching the Wizards. You know he can't do it and have to painfully see his games while he proves it. He had his chance. Uh, Thank you for the tweet. CD Chad, yeah, Taylor did have his chance with Washington. Uh, Tweet from Zim, who is uh, not exactly the world's biggest Taylor Heineke fan, right, Zim? We can finally stop talking about that scrub. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for the tweet, Zim. Is Taylor Heineke a scrub? Is Tay-Tay a scrub? You know, TLC told us many years ago, I don't want no scrub. Uh, TLC, by the way, formed in Atlanta, Georgia, home of Tay-Tay's new team, the Atlanta Falcons. How about that? Uh, Email from Kim on the commander's initial activity in free agency, specifically the team on Monday afternoon reportedly agreeing on contracts with two unrestricted free agent offensive linemen, guard slash tackle Andrew Wiley and center slash guard Nick Gates, writes Kim, offensive linemen are exciting. 
Love that we made these signings and love that Deron Payne got paid. Did you see him at the practice facility hugging Ron and Del Rio? Awesome. Now let's get this puppy sold and turn over that leaf. Uh, yes, let's get that puppy sold. The puppy cannot be sold soon enough. Uh, thank you for the email, Kim. Uh, yeah, the commanders on Monday night put out a great video of interior defensive lineman Deron Payne entering the team facility in Ashburn, Virginia to sign his big money contract extension. And part of the video was Duran in the lobby of the facility interacting with head coach Ron Rivera and defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. Uh, you hear Jack called Duran big dog. Uh, you hear Ron tell Duran, quote, you earned it, young man. You did a hell of a job too, and you deserve it, end quote. And then Ron says to Duran, quote, Jack always felt that you were the guy, end quote. So I guess that Jack has been a big believer in Duran Payne. Uh, but uh, I am a sucker for behind-the-scenes stuff like that. I always enjoy stuff like that. Well, I also enjoy my Shady Ray sunglasses. Uh, yeah, I have a pair, and I love them, and I want you to have a pair. In fact, I want you to have two pairs, because if you use the promo code ALGALDI, you get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses at ShadyRays.com. Yes, I said 50%. Shady Rays sunglasses, uh, they look good, they feel good. Shady Rays, it is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's affordable and durable with clear optics for whatever you're doing outside. And Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements, meaning that if you lose or break your pair of sunglasses, even on day one, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair of sunglasses, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because Shady Rays has your back long after your purchase. Here's a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code ALGALDI for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yeah, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. If you don't love them, you can exchange them for sunglasses that you do love, or you can return your sunglasses for a full refund within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Shady Rays always has your back. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code ALGALDI for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. If you have been thinking about getting new sunglasses, now is the time. And Shady Rays is the way. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. That's ShadyRays.com and use the code ALGALDI for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Also, Shady Rays has done some great work, has donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. Shady Rays, look good and feel good. Well, there's not a doubt in my mind that Taylor Heineke, whenever his playing career is done, can be a star in Washington, D.C. sports media if he wants to be. Uh, Taylor can be a guy who goes on podcasts and radio shows and television shows. Heck, maybe even a guy who hosts one or more of those things. Uh, he is a guy's guy. He is very likable. He relates well with people. He has a sense of humor. He's smart. And he has had one of the most unique brief runs with the NFL team that we now call the Commanders that any player has ever had. Name me a Washington player who in a span of two seasons and change or less became a household name 
the way that Taylor Heineke did. And it's not that he became a household name because of his greatness. I mean, his play was uh, rather mixed, but a variety of characteristics and a confluence of circumstances came together to give us the Taylor Heineke experience in Washington. The Tay-Tay experience in Washington. Well, that experience is no more. Uh, We, on Tuesday morning, what was day two of the NFL's 2023 legal tampering period, had multiple reports that commanders, unrestricted free agent quarterback Taylor Heineke, had agreed on a contract with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Taylor, of course, is from Georgia. Uh, Taylor, in an Instagram post on Tuesday morning, confirmed that he was leaving the commanders. Uh, I want to say this before we move any further. This narrative that is out there that the Falcons uh, gave Taylor a lot of money and he had no choice but to take the offer and the commanders were outbid by the Falcons for Taylor. Uh, Yeah, not so fast on that. The initially reported terms of Taylor's contract with the Falcons was that the deal is a two-year contract worth up to $20 million. But people ran with that to say that Taylor got a two-year $20 million deal from the Falcons. Not true. Uh, First of all, never just swallow the initially reported terms of NFL contracts. Those terms are almost always leaked to the media by players' agents who try to make the contract sound as lucrative as possible. Second of all, up to $20 million is different than $20 million. Up to $20 million, that means that the contract with incentives and bonuses, etc., can get to $20 million. But $20 million is not the basic value of the contract. And sure enough, as Tuesday went on, we got a clearer picture of Taylor's contract with the Falcons, a reported two-year $14 million deal with $6.32 million fully guaranteed. So the Falcons are paying Taylor $7 million per year, but are only fully guaranteeing him $6.32 million. He very easily could get cut by the Falcons after one season with them. And so when it comes to the Commanders and Taylor, uh, yes, it has been reported that they were talking, and I don't doubt that reporting. And yes, both Taylor and Commanders head coach Rod Rivera publicly had expressed an openness to Taylor re-signing with the Commanders. But if all that he's getting from the Falcons is a two-year contract, with just $6.32 million fully guaranteed. Well, what does that tell you? That tells you that money isn't the real reason that Taylor Heineke isn't re-signing with the Commanders. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, you know that a fracture emerged between Taylor and Ron Rivera. Uh, Ron, during Taylor's time, as the commander starting quarterback in the 2022 regular season, often in press conferences spoke of Taylor in this like very lukewarm way. And the sense that you got was that Ron was just waiting for the chance to bench Taylor. And sure enough, right, Ron benched Taylor uh, off him committing two crucial fourth quarter turnovers in the 37-20 loss at the San Francisco 49ers on Christmas Eve. Uh, Ron, of course, then started Carson Wentz, a.k.a. Commander Carson, (laughs) over Taylor at quarterback for what ended up being a not-so-good game for our Commanders, the 24-10 loss to the Cleveland Browns at FedEx Field on New Year's Day, on which the Commanders were eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, Taylor, in an appearance on the Pat McAfee show 
on February 9th said that he was not a fan of the communication that went down with him getting benched. Quote, it was just kind of the communication of how it all went down that I wasn't very happy about. End quote. And then we had what we had on this podcast. Taylor's college head coach, former Old Dominion head coach Bobby Wilder, on episode 522 of the Al Galdi podcast, revealing a fracture that emerged between Taylor and Ron, saying that Ron's benching of Taylor, quote, was not done in a professional manner, end quote, and that, quote, in Ron's mind, Taylor was getting too much credit, end quote. By the way, it was funny to me (laughs) while driving around on Tuesday afternoon because I actually heard multiple radio shows reference my interview with Bobby Wilder, but very interestingly, not properly credit from where the interview came. Oh, the interview came from this podcast, the Al Galdi podcast. Say it loud and say it proud. Sit up straight, demonstrate good posture, and give proper credit. Coach Bobby Wilder said what he said on the Al Galdi podcast. But anyway, Uh, I had been saying for a while that I wanted the commanders to re-sign Taylor Heineke, but also that I did not have a good feeling about the commanders re-signing Taylor. And then we had what Coach Wilder said on this podcast, and that very much swayed me in the direction of Taylor re-signing with the commanders being far more unlikely than likely. And sure enough, he now is gone. There are two things that I'll most remember about Taylor Heineke's time with Washington. The first thing is that Taylor Heineke with Washington did more than anyone could have ever realistically expected. Uh, Washington, on December 8th, 2020, signed Taylor to its practice squad. And we know the story, right? He had been out of the NFL. He famously had been sleeping on his sister's couch while taking online classes at Old Dominion University, for which he was a quarterback, 2011 through 2014. Taylor went undrafted in the 2015 NFL draft. He, from 2015 up until signing with Washington in December 2020, had spent time with the Minnesota Vikings, the New England Patriots, the Houston Texans, and the Carolina Panthers in the NFL, and the St. Louis Battlehawks in the XFL. In fact, Taylor wasn't even the Battlehawks' starting quarterback during his time with them in their 2020 season. But Taylor, over his time with Washington, from December 2020 until Tuesday, started 24 regular season games and a playoff game, had a winning regular season record as a Washington quarterback at 12-11-1, uh, authored a tremendous postseason performance in that wild card round loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field in the postseason for the 2020 season, authored a number of memorable plays, and became a fan and locker room favorite. All of that for a guy who was sleeping on his sister's couch. Not bad, right? Additionally, Taylor, in each of his three seasons with Washington, became the team's starting quarterback when he wasn't supposed to be the team's starting quarterback. This became almost comical. Uh, Taylor in the playoffs for the 2020 season, right, was Washington's starting quarterback for that loss to the Bucks due to Alex Smith being injured. Taylor in the 2021 regular season, became Washington's starting quarterback off Ryan Fitzpatrick in the team's loss to the Los Angeles Chargers at FedEx Field in Week 1, suffering a season-ending and ultimately career-ending right hip subluxation. And Taylor, in the 2022 regular season, became the commander's starting quarterback off Carson Wentz in the win 
at the Chicago Bears on Thursday Night Football in Week 6, suffering a fractured right ring finger. Taylor, in a lot of ways, saved Washington's behind, saved Ron Rivera's behind in each of Taylor's three seasons with the team. He was the guy who was never supposed to be Washington's starting quarterback and yet kept being Washington's starting quarterback. The second thing that I'll most remember about Taylor Heineke's time with Washington is that there very much is a mixed truth about Taylor as a Washington quarterback. Taylor as a Washington quarterback was gutsy and clutch, and he 100% deserves credit for those things. But the bottom line is that Taylor as a Washington quarterback did give us a lot of bad play. And the advanced stats for Taylor as a Washington quarterback, the truly telling stats, the cold-blooded objective numbers, uh, they are not kind (laughs) to Tay-Tay's time with Washington. Taylor, for the 2021 regular season, ranked number 23 out of 31 qualified NFL quarterbacks, and ESPN's total QBR at 45.8 QBR is on a scale of 0 to 100. Uh, Taylor, for the 2022 regular season, didn't qualify for the total QBR rankings, but his total QBR of 44.4 would have ranked number 25 among qualified NFL quarterbacks. Uh, Taylor, for the 2021 regular season, had an overall grade for pro football focus of just 59.4. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Taylor, for the 2022 regular season, had an overall grade per PFF of just 49.8. There's a bunch of other stuff that I could throw at you, but you get the idea. You know the deal. Uh, Also, there was this element of luck to some of the success that Taylor had with Washington. Uh, What I called the Taylor Heineke magic. And the Taylor Heineke magic at times was absurd. I mean, who could ever forget that insane touchdown pass to Curtis Samuel? This past November 6th, the Commanders blew a 17-7 fourth quarter lead, saw their three-game winning streak end, and fell to 4-5 and five with a 2017 loss to the Minnesota Vikings at FedEx Field. Taylor in that game, a third quarter, second and seven, 49-yard shotgun play action, touchdown bomb to receiver Curtis Samuel, who incredibly, and I still can't believe that this happened, caught the ball while between three Vikings defenders, one of whom Safety Cameron Bynum crashed into the back judge, Steve Patrick, and Curtis in front of the end zone made this great leaping forward catch while falling down, then had the awareness to get up and get into the end zone. And Taylor had himself (laughs) a 49-yard touchdown pass. This was a pass that in so many ways had no business being thrown, and yet the pass was thrown, and the result was sensational. Again, the Taylor Heineke magic. But of course, magic doesn't last forever. And so now the real intrigue for the commanders at quarterback begins, right? Taylor is gone. Ron Rivera has made it clear that he wants a veteran quarterback to compete with Sam Howell. Uh, The free agent market is flooded with unrestricted free agent veteran quarterbacks who fit the description of a QB2 who has served as a QB1, but is best suited as a QB2. Uh, The two most appealing such guys to me are Jacoby Brissett and Andy Dalton in that order. But Dalton appears to be off the market. Uh, He's reportedly signing with the Panthers. But, you know, so much of this is going to depend on who wants to sign with the commanders, given that Ron has positioned Sam to be the team's QB1 for the 2023 season. Uh, Who would be a good fit for the offense that the team's new assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy wants to run and what the commanders are willing to pay? You know, we don't know for sure if Taylor leaving the Commanders for the Falcons is more about Taylor not wanting 
to re-sign with the commanders or the commanders not wanting to re-sign Taylor. But again, two years, just $6.32 million fully guaranteed. That is all that he is getting from the Falcons. You would think that the commanders would have to spend more than that to get a Jacoby Brissett. Uh, We shall see. Well, Taylor Heineke is no longer here for us as Commanders fans, but the law firm of Paulson and Nace is always there for you. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Paulson and Nace, it is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. Paulson and Nace fights for victims of all kinds of situations, including victims of errors made during diagnosis, during surgery, or with medication, victims of injuries caused by dangerous medications or medical devices, as well as defective auto parts, victims of accidents involving cars, trucks, bikes, or motorcycles, victims of deceptive trade practices and false advertising, heck, victims of shady lawyers. If your attorney acts in bad faith, is unethical in his or her counsel, or is negligent in his or her work, uh, you could have a claim for legal malpractice. Paulson and Nace has represented corporate clients throughout the region. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wronged but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandnace.com. That's paulsonandnace.com. And don't forget to tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Well, quarterback Taylor Heineke was not the only person with the commanders to whom we said goodbye on Tuesday. Running back J.D. McKissick and offensive line coach John Matsko now are gone. I'll get to Matsko shortly, but the commanders on Tuesday afternoon officially announced two items. The team announced that it had tendered a qualifying offer to safety and special teams ace Jeremy Reeves, who is a restricted free agent, and the team announced that it had released running back J.D. McKissick. Uh, Neither item was a surprise, but the one that stands out the most is this releasing of McKissick. What has happened with J.D. McKissick is concerning. It would appear that his career is in jeopardy. Uh, McKissick in the 2022 regular season played in just eight of the Commander's 17 games. Uh, This due to a neck issue stemming from something that happened in the 2021 regular season, during which McKissick played in just 11 of Washington's 17 games. He missed the team's final six games due to a concussion and a neck injury. Uh, McKissick and Washington's win over the Seattle Seahawks at FedEx Field on Monday Night Football on November 29th, 2021, got injured on a fourth quarter reception. He lay on the field for multiple minutes, was stretchered off the field. He thankfully was sitting up on the stretcher, but the neck issue has remained an issue, and McKissick, over the last two regular seasons, has played in just 19 of a possible 
34 games. It's a shame because J.D. McKissick was a really good player for Washington in the 2020 season, which was his first season with Washington, often having signed him as an unrestricted free agent in March 2020. J.D. McKissick finished the 2020 regular season with 80 receptions, the second most receptions ever in a regular season by a Washington running back. And McKissick finished the 2020 regular season number 12 among 52 non-qualified NFL running backs in rushing DBOA for football outsiders. Uh, Of course, it was last March that we had the J.D. McKissick free agency chaos. (laughs) Uh, McKissick on March 15th, 2022, what was the second day of the NFL's legal tampering period in the 2022 offseason, reportedly agreed on an unrestricted free agent contract with the Buffalo Bills. But we then, the next day, March 16th, 2022, just a few hours before the start of the NFL's new league year at 4 p.m. Eastern, had multiple reports that McKissick had changed his mind and was re-signing with the commanders, and he ended up re-signing with them for the same terms to which he had agreed with the Bills. The entire thing seemed to be about the commanders having gotten like too cute with McKissick in negotiations and having slow played things to where he didn't think that they wanted him back, but they did want him back and he wanted to come back. And so he ended up coming back and all of this ticked off the Bills and Bills general manager Brandon Bean in a press conference on March 18th, 2022, sounded off on what happened with J.D. McKissick, but Bean directed his anger toward the commanders. Quote, once you have an agreement, the agent is supposed to say it's over, and this agent did that, but the other club didn't back off. End quote. And what made Bean's comments even more, shall we say, spicy, uh, is that Bean has major history with commanders head coach Ron Rivera and commanders executive vice president of football slash player personnel Marty Herney. Bean worked for the Carolina Panthers from 1998 to 2017. He joined the franchise in its communications department in 1998, rose to assistant general manager in June 2015. Ron, of course, was Panthers head coach January 2011 to December 2019, and Marty had two stints as Panthers general manager. Anyway, all the best to J.D. McKissick. I mean, I certainly hope that the guy physically is okay. Uh, Meantime, we on Tuesday afternoon had multiple reports that the commanders have parted ways with offensive line coach John Matsko. Uh, You know, a year ago, such news would have been shocking. But on Tuesday, such news wasn't shocking, although the timing is odd. I mean, the NFL coaching cycle is essentially done. NFL free agency already had gotten going. And then on day two of the league's legal tampering period, we had the commanders parting with their offensive line coach. Uh, This certainly would seem to be a sign that the team's new assistant head coach slash Offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is uh, putting his stamp on the coaching staff and has been given the green light to do as he sees fit with the coaching staff. But the commanders officially hired Bieniemy nearly a month ago now, February 18th. Uh, we in recent weeks had had multiple changes to the offensive coaching staff. It is strange that this change at offensive line coach didn't happen until Tuesday. But understand, John Matsko is a Ron Rivera guy. Uh, Matsko was part of uh, Ron's Carolina Mafia. Matsko was a commander. John Matsko was the Panthers offensive line coach for the entirety of Ron's tenure as Panthers head coach and had been Washington's offensive line coach for the entirety of Ron's tenure as Washington head coach until Tuesday. So if in fact the commander's parting with John Matsko was Eric Bieniemy's call, that is a big time sign uh, that yeah, EB is truly running the commander's offensive show. Now, of course, not helping John Matsko's cause was the fact 
that the commander's offensive line this past season was really bad, but Washington's offensive line in each of Matsko's first two seasons as the team's offensive line coach was good, including being really good in the 2021 season. I don't think that John Matsko, like, all of a sudden forgot how to coach. I think that the commander's bad offensive line play this past season was mostly due to bad players and bad player personnel decisions. And of course, it is Ron, it is Don Ron, uh, who runs commander's player personnel. Uh, No word on who the commander's next offensive line coach will be, although their current tight ends coach, Juan Castillo, uh, he was the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line coach for more than a decade, 1998 through 2010. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs current head coach, Andy Reid, he was the Eagles head coach 1999 through 2012. Eric Biennemi, of course, spent the last 10 seasons as an offensive assistant for Reid with the Chiefs, including the last five seasons as the Chiefs offensive coordinator. So I do not think that it is a stretch to think that Juan Castillo might be a candidate to be the commander's Next offensive line coach. Uh, The Redskins announced the hiring of John Matsko as their offensive line coach on January 15th, 2020. Uh, He, to me, was Washington's best offensive line coach since the team's greatest offensive line coach, Joe Bugle. And how about this? John Matsko began his NFL coaching career as the Phoenix Cardinals offensive line coach for the 1992 and 1993 seasons. The Cardinals head coach from 1990 through 1993 was... Joe Bugle. Uh, Matsko is 72. He began his coaching career in 1974. Heck, Matsko was Navy's offensive line coach for the 1985 season. The guy has been around forever. And here's another interesting tidbit. John Matsko was a fullback for Kent State, and he on the 1972 Kent State team was a teammate of tight end Gary Pinkle, linebacker Jack Lambert, and safety Nick Saban, a lot of football royalty on that 1972 Kent State team. But the NFL is crazy, man. A year ago at this time, it was in Matsko We Trust, right? Off the great work that he had done with an injury-ravaged Washington offensive line in the 2021 season. But now, John Matsko is out as commander's offensive line coach. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, the Capitals now have just 14 regular season games left. Among those games is a big game on Wednesday night, home to the Buffalo Sabres, Wednesday night at 7. The Caps and Sabres are tied for fourth 
In the Eastern Conference's wildcard standings at 71 points, each team is five points behind the New York Islanders for the Eastern Conference's second and final wildcard spot. Yeah, the Caps do remain in postseason contention, but uh, they do have the feel of a team that uh, is fading. Uh, and they, on Tuesday night, did lose. So the Caps fell to 32-29-7 with a 5-3 loss at the New York Rangers on Tuesday night. The Caps were without winger Alex Ovechkin. He did not play due to a lower body injury, so we had the rare missed game for Ovi due to injury. Uh, the Caps in this regular season now are 0-6-0 without Ovechkin. Uh, also, the Caps on Tuesday night were without winger Sonny Milano due to illness and remained without defenseman John Carlson and wingers Connor Brown and Carl Hagelin due to injury. The Caps on Tuesday night got off to a terrible start. Uh, the Caps lost the first period 3-1. The Caps in that first period had a mere nine shots on goal to the Rangers 19. Uh, Caps head coach Peter Laviolette during his postgame session with reporters on Tuesday night. Uh, not happy <laughs> about the Caps first period. Yeah, I mean, the first period wasn't good enough. You know, they were they were quicker than we were with uh, different things. They beat us to pucks. They beat us to spaces. Um, we were a little s- slow moving pucks out of our end, moving our feet, moving our minds, moving our game. Everything had to be quicker, and we had done a really good job of that the first few times we played them. Done a good job last game against the Islanders, but didn't have that pace in the first period, and they came out on their toes, ready to play. And uh, we were we were second in a lot of areas. Yes, you were. Uh, the Caps have been guilty of a good number of bad first periods this season, and we had another bad first period on Tuesday night. Darcy Kemper was the Caps' starting goaltender on Tuesday night. He stopped just 31 of the 35 shots on goal that he faced, but he got tested a lot. The Caps gave up a good number of high-danger shots on goal. The team per natural stat trick had nine five-on-five high-danger shot attempts to the Rangers 14. Kemper per natural stat trick stopped 12 of the 14 high-danger shots on goal that he faced. Uh, Not a good game for Caps special teams. The Caps went just 1-2 on the penalty kill and 0-4 on the power play. But there were bright spots for the Caps, including production from younger players. Uh, The Caps, off their sell-off prior to the NHL trade deadline on March 3rd, are now playing a good number of younger players, and a good number of those guys had good games on Tuesday night. Defenseman Rasmus Sandin continues to produce. He, on Tuesday night, had another assist. He had a second-period secondary assist and a team-high tying three hits. Sandin now, over five games with the Caps, has nine points, one goal, and eight assists. The eight assists are a franchise record for the most assists by a Caps player over his first five regular season games with the team. Uh, Another young defenseman, Alexander Alexiev. He, on Tuesday night, had a team-high five shots on goal and a team-high 10 total shot attempts. He finished number three on the Caps in 5-on-5 shot attempt percentage for the game per natural stat trick at 70.37. The Caps with Alexiev on the ice in 5-on-5 situations in the game had 19 shot attempts versus allowing eight shot attempts. Winger Nicholas Obey-Kubel had a first period even strength goal and a team high tying three hits. And winger Alexi Protis had a first period primary assist and he finished number four on the Caps and five-on-five shot attempt percentage for the game per natural stat trick at 65. But the Caps with Protus on the ice in five-on-five situations in the game, 13 shot attempts versus allowing seven shot attempts. Protus did commit 
a first period tripping minor. But, you know, in a lot of ways, how Caps younger players do, that's what matters more than anything right now. And it was nice to see the likes of Sandine and Alexiev and Obey Kubel and Protus do as they did on Tuesday night. Some veterans played well for the Caps on Tuesday night. Two center Nick Dowd had a third period even strength goal, and he finished number one on the Caps in five-on-five shot attempt percentage for the game per natural stat trick at 72.73. The Caps with Dowd on the ice in five-on-five situations in the game. 16 shot attempts versus allowing six shot attempts. Winger TJ Oshie had a second period primary assist. You know, Oshie now over his last 13 games has 14 points, seven goals and seven assists. And defenseman Matt Irwin had a second period even strength goal, a first period secondary assist and a team high tying three hits. And he finished number two on the caps in five on five shot at 10 percentage for the game per natural stat trick, 71.43. The caps with Irwin on the ice in five on five situations in the game, 15 shot attempts versus allowing six shot attempts. But the Caps did lose, and they now have this big game against the Sabres on Wednesday night. Here was Peter Laviolette during his post-game session with reporters on Tuesday night on this game against the Sabres on Wednesday night. Well, we got to win. We got to win a game. I mean, this is one of the teams that's in the standings with us, and um, we got to win a hockey game. It's that simple. We've got to be better right from the beginning than we were tonight we weren't good enough to start the game we fell into a big hole and although we tried to climb out of it you get down 3-1 in games typically you know you don't climb out of those holes and so um, you know we've got to be we've got to be better at the start tomorrow but it's obviously a a big game for us where you know you just look at the standings and the teams around you this is a game we got to win yes you do but the caps are running out of time to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. And speaking of the playoffs, uh, the Wizards, uh, they are back to being 10th in the Eastern Conference. So their hope of making the Eastern Conference play-in tournament for the NBA playoffs uh, has some new oomph. (laughs) Now look, I have no interest in the Wizards making the Eastern Conference play-in tournament. I want our Wizards losing down the stretch of this regular season for the sake of the NBA draft lottery. But the Wizards on Tuesday night played the worst team in the NBA. So they basically had no choice but to win. Uh, The Wizards improved to 32-37 and with a 117-97 route of the NBA worst Detroit Pistons at Capital One Arena on Tuesday night. The Wizards now are one percentage point ahead of the Chicago Bulls for 10th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, The Wizards on Tuesday night won for just the second time in seven games. The Wizards never trailed in the game. We're without Kyle Kuzma due to right knee soreness, but the Pistons are horrendous, and they are without multiple key players due to injury. Uh, Former Wizard Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, Kate Cunningham, Alec Burks, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, The Wizards on Tuesday night were very good defensively. They held the Pistons to just 97 points, just 10 of 34 on threes, and just 28 of 65 on twos. The Wizards totaled nine steals and nine blocks. Uh, The Wizards had a mixed game offensively, just 7 of 32 on threes, and the Wizards committed 15 turnovers, but uh, the Wizards also went 37 of 53 on twos and went a perfect 22 of 22 on free throws. But to me, nothing stood out more from this game than Bradley Beal. 
Uh, Veal on Tuesday night had a great game, maybe his best game of the season. 32 minutes, 59 seconds as a starter. He went four of six on threes, nine of nine on twos, and six of six on free throws. He finished with 36 points, seven assists, versus three turnovers, six rebounds, two steals, and a game-best plus-minus rating of plus 38. Really good stuff. Here was Wizards head coach Wes Unsell Jr. during his post-game press conference on Tuesday night on Bradley Beal. Well, I thought there was a level of aggression, but it was extremely efficient. He, uh, he wasn't, you know, pressing or hunting shots. I think just let it come to him naturally. He took advantage of what the uh, defense gave him. But still play with a level of assertiveness, you know, that um, that we needed. You know, 13 of 15 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. So just very efficient night across the board. You know, made, made plays, uh, 6 or 7 assists, 7 rebounds or vice versa. But pretty much a complete game. Yes, it was. Uh, Chris Dabbs Porzingis on Tuesday night, 30 minutes, 42 seconds as a starter. He went 0 of 6 on threes, but he also went 5 of 9 on twos and 8 of 8 on free throws. He finished with 18 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists versus 1 turnover, 4 blocks, and 3 steals. And here's how much of an easy, breezy win this blowout of the Pistons was for the Wizards. Johnny Davis had a good game. Yes, I said Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis, who the Wizards took with the number 10 pick in the 2022 NBA draft and who has basically done nothing in his rookie season. Uh, He, on Tuesday night, had a nice game. 18 minutes, 32 seconds off the bench, 11 points, and 5 rebounds. Uh, 0-2 on threes, 5-9 on twos, and 1-1 on free throws. This was Wes Unsell Jr. during his post-game press conference on Tuesday night on Johnny Davis. You know, he, he didn't look like out of place. I think early in the year at times, he was a little tentative. Um, um, he fit right in, got it, got right in there, and we were able to run th- stuff through him. Um, he played downhill. He didn't turn shots down, um, which is a great sign. I think just the level of comfortability uh, that he showed tonight is a big step. You know, you know, make or miss. You know, I like his process. I like how he played. His demeanor on the floor. He was engaged and locked in defensively. So I think there's a lot of growth there. All right, next up for the Wizards at the Cleveland Cavaliers, Friday night at 7. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Thursday show, episode 529, will feature plenty on the Commanders as the NFL's new league year will have begun. Also, I on Thursday show will welcome on a special guest to talk Maryland, West Virginia on Thursday afternoon in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Ryan McIntyre, co-host of a great college basketball podcast, the college basketball experience podcast, and a former student manager and video coordinator for West Virginia under head coach Bob Huggins. So Ryan is from the Washington, D.C. area. He's a big Commanders fan, and he's going to give us some great intel on the Mountaineers, on the ears, as the uh, eight-seeded Terrapins get set to face nine-seeded West Virginia at Legacy Arena at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex in Birmingham, Alabama, Thursday afternoon at 12.15. And I, on Thursday's show, will talk Capitals. So the Caps are home to the Buffalo Sabres Wednesday night at 7. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. Let's get it there, Heineke! Heineke!
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.